Cheers. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. What is up? Tell the people your outfit of the day. So our kind listeners need to describe my yes got some Yeezys Boost 350s on. Not mine. I would never spend four hundred dollars or whatever the hell they are on shoes, but they are comfortable. I I was a firm disbeliever on spending that much on these things when you told me, but once I put them on and walked around, I'm kind of liking them. So also the next. We're going to move up from the feet up on the wardrobe. I got dirty ass cheap pants on and <laughs> flat out extra medium size shirt to make the guns pop. It's small. It's a small. <laughs> and then youth, youth size. Dude, I don't know where you got these gold shades. So them are gazelles. They're called gazelles. Are they another expensive yeah. product? It's not mine. Those are not mine. Whose are they? Those are my dad's. Ooh. I borrowed them for some 80s disco thing. I never gave them back yet. Sweet. We'll tell your dad the gazelles are mine. Can you believe a, a 62-year-old man wears those? Dude, they're fly. I need a gold chain with it. And then moving up. He listened to all, every one of our podcasts the other day on his drive home from Wyoming. Or Did he really? Yeah. Any feedback? Any no, questions? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Does he have any new Sawzall blades for me? His dad yeah. pays me when I work on his cars and Sawzall blades. It's freaking amazing. Diablo Sawzall blades and Cirque Saw blades and everything he sells. <clears throat> Amazing product. You got a lot coming in the future here towards you for the Bonneville. Dance. I know I got to fix those dents. I got to get to you them. got you got about that. That's worth probably 150 Sawzall blades. I think so. We're, we use Sawzall blades as currency. Your dad and I. So good stuff. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. What's that? That's what we're talking about today. I can't take you serious, but that's what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen. You hear that? That's a leather Don't couch. That's a leather yep. couch I'm sitting on. Yeah. Change it up the scenery again. We're yeah. in my office now instead <clears throat> of the chairs outside. Not that that matters, but you're going to see some cool pictures of the, the outfit of the day over there. What do we call it? Swag? I'm swagged out. Brah. Could have said that. Could have said that when I was 10. So when you were... 20 so i gotta stay in i gotta stay in character the whole podcast so i got my mindset with uh bougie ass stuff on so it changes the way you think a little bit winner winner chicken dinner why do you keep saying that that's what we're talking about today winning i'm lost okay wins Uh, all i heard was chicken dinner out of that we (laughs) did we did go to the dns uh um, Chamber of Commerce meetup that they held. They hosted that amazing chicken and mashed potatoes from Brown Barn. So that's what that's the first thing that comes to mind when you say chicken dinner. Winner, winner. I mean, the, the whole event there, we we were winning. It was cool. We think it's important to talk about wins. Yeah. A lot of people like to hoard them. They don't want to talk about it. They feel like they're arrogant. They feel like they're bragging. They feel like no one wants to hear them. But if you're around the right people, talking about wins is powerful. It's a lot better than talking about losses. Everyone wants to talk about the losses. Oh, this sucked. I lost mm-hmm. money on this. Uh, this was no fun. This didn't pan out how I wanted it to. Everyone loves talking about the losses, but everyone feels like they're bragging when they're talking about the wins. So, but it's productive. We yeah, with we, the right people, you can talk about the wins, and it's it's not a problem. Losses are good to talk about here and there to learn from. Not to yeah, learn to from, learn not from, to drag not on, to bitch about, not to bitch about. That's clear. Nobody gives a shit. No. Like nobody cares when you're crying. Nobody cares. Like 
people want to see you win, even if they don't, they, they still like to see it. So you gotta, you gotta say when you work hard for your shit, you gotta say all that hard work and what it led up to the reward, all the risk and the hard work to the reward. So we're going to start with you this week. What is your reward from all the risks that you took this year? Where are you at right now, Ryan? That's a good question. This year, it's as a whole, I'd say it's been the most productive, meaningful year of my my 24 years on this planet. I've learned more this year than any other year. I've developed so much more. This has been the year of winning. You're plugged in, right? Yes, sir. Okay, scared me. This has been the year of winning. Everything I do right now, I feel like I'm on fire. I feel like the winds are flowing in. Like I'm going down the wind river right now and I'm just paddling over every wind waterfall. Planted those seeds that took a lot of work, a lot of labor, and you put the cards in the right places. Now you're picking your your fruit, your crop. Guess what? The learning aspect of this year. If you if I compare to where I was like what's today, October 14th of last year to today. I'm not even intellectually the same person. The amount of knowledge I've gained about a little bit of everything. It's well-rounded knowledge. I compiled all my losses. Like I learned from all of my previous losses and compiled them into wins. So for example, like this year I purchased uh, the building that we're in that we run Rhino out. That's what I was waiting for. So we purchased the the building. That's a big, that's a big win. (laughs) You just like, you just like glaze over it. Like it's nothing. I know that that is something It it was in my mind so long that doesn't really feel like anything changed. Like I already was so prepared for this like months in the year. Cause last year at this time I was planning on how I was going to do it. The learning process of going through that. I understand real estate so much more. I understand how interest rates and loans and everything work so much better Mm -hmm. that I'm very well-rounded in that aspect of going through the process. And we didn't own our financing. So that was a huge learning curve. I've had so many calls with my accountants and lawyers and everyone to make that happen that I gained more knowledge than I would have ever just looking into it. Like you have to put yourself through these situations. It's the only way you're going to learn. And like, was it difficult at times? Yes. Like, was it scary? Yeah, but that was needed in order to to make the growth. And what I've been doing with Rhino has been a lot of winning too. It's a lot of planning. And it's a lot of, you know, scarier moments. So I hired my mom on full time to answer all the phones and everything. And that was really hard for me to let go of because that's a huge part of the business, answering the phones and people, the first line of contact, like the selling aspect of it, like who are people going to talk to first? That gives me a lot of anxiety to give that to someone else. But it has allowed me to free up a lot of my time where I can focus on a lot bigger issues going on than the person calling about like a basic detail, which I'm not above that, but I do need to spend my time focusing on what's going to grow Rhino in an exponential rate. So getting my structure in order has been another thing that we've just been winning on. And I can't even imagine what we're going to look like at this time next year. I think it's great. I love watching you do it. I've been cheering you on like a little cheerleader on get, getting your getting your building. I know. I said, whatever you do, just buy your damn building. Yeah, that's get it, you kept get it, that. get it. So, uh, yeah, here we are. You own this thing. Mm-hmm. And you're about to have the other half leased out. You got your signs up front. You're doing everything right. And the first thing that you have to do on my account is get that parking lot. That's already in. That'll, that'll <laughs> already be done by November. <clears throat> there's a corner. My big truck, when I pull in, there's like a corner just so everybody knows where I'm, I always like 
run the curb over because it's real tight. So he's going to take the, the whole corner off and open the parking lot up to the main drive going out, making it nice and open for me to do big old burnouts all the way out the parking lot into the road. Inaugural. And now like you can't <laughs> even, you don't, you don't even have the stress of like, what's your landlord going to say about it? Like, yeah. remember when you did that? Does your landlord hate me? Yeah. I was nervous about that. Now, now I, I talk to the landlord every day, so I'm good. <laughs> that black mark is still there from the Ram. They were like hot. They, the tires were molten at that point. Yeah. But so, those are, those are yeah. a lot of my wins and like all the little things that you do to compile into the big wins. Like for example, last week, me and Bell were at the Forbes 30 under 30 event which was awesome. It's a little win. The people we met, it just adds to that exponential growth. Like I, I met people that are doing so many different industries and they're so young and they're sharing so much insight about what they're doing and how they're doing it. And I can apply that to what I'm doing. And you just have really good conversations. And that whole event was a win for that purpose. Like would definitely go again. I'm going to go next year. Being around younger people that are in the same sort of position as me and doing great things it keeps your mind active and, and running in the right direction, which is a huge win to me. So winning is everything. You got to wake up and win every single day. And that means doing all the little things. You have to have all the little wins to get the big wins. If I didn't have 7 million little wins in order to get this building, I would have never had that. Like I consider this yeah. a big win on the year, but how many little wins go into a big win? Compounding little wins equal the big win. Yeah, And yeah. that's something as simple as, as, getting up and, and doing what you need to do, even if it's not fun, because most of the little wins aren't fun. It's making a hard sales call. It's making a hard customer service call. It's doing the accounting work, you know, for, for your business to set up money correctly. It's taking a pay cut that that could be considered mm -hmm. a little win for the greater good of a big win. That's all. We're just trying to compound all the wins into major wins. You did a good job because we're here now on to the next. Yeah, that right. Exactly. And now this is just another <clears throat> another win in the book of wins that com compounds into the wins and the wins and the wins and the wins. All I keep saying is win, win. I love it. I love it. So me, I don't know if I mentioned. Uh, you didn't. I didn't mention no, not it. Not once. We not, didn't get into it. All right. So past couple, I guess what past month, like we've had a couple recordings. Um, I had a customer that was referred to me by a, a friend of mine that owns Glenn's golf carts. He said, Hey, I got a, a customer here. Um, he's a golf cart customer. I'm going to send him over to you. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, he sends me a lot of people. He's like, he calls me back like a few minutes later after saying that, cause the guy was in front of him. He's like, you know, this is a pretty high end client. Um, just so you know, take good care of them. I'm like, I take good care of my client, like any of my customers, like every one of them is a high end customer. That's just how I take care of all of them. So he ends up sending the customer over. He came directly over. He had a tailgate that was pretty smashed on a uh, Acadia Denali. I'm talking to him, come to figure out he owns CRT, which they, they like uh, rebuild jet engines, a big, big business, right, right down the street from us. Um, and I'm just talking to this guy and we end up, I look it down and we've been talking for an hour and we were just having such a good conversation. And he's, he's in his late, like early to mid, maybe late seventies. He's in that range of age. I haven't asked him his age and um, we're, you know, having such a good conversation. He's like, you know, I really like you. And uh, I like Mike, which is my buddy that referred him to me. And he's like, I'd like to take you guys to lunch one day. I'm like, oh, you know, that, that would be 
amazing. Just uh, let me know and we'll we'll meet you somewhere wherever you know you choose and we'll meet up and get some lunch and talk business. It would be great because we're all inspired by business. We're, we're passionate about it. So going on to the story, um, he's like, he's like, yeah, just, uh, we'll go to Debonet. I'm like, all right, cool. Winery, about a half hour drive, 40 minute drive from our shop. I'm like, that'll work. We'll just have to plan around it. So we have enough time. He's like, no, 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 don't worry. We could get there real quick. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'll take you on my helicopter, right? Everybody here knows that Ryan has helicopter dreams. I want to own a helicopter. Now I'm like more than ever. So he It's a helicopter has, fetish. Oh my god, dream. it's a it, yeah. He is my fucking hero. <laughs> like when he's like, I have a helicopter and you want to go for a ride in it, we can go right now. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like I have Superman in front of me right now. Like that that's the coolest thing in the world. So long story short. We end up the next week because business owners don't procrastinate. When they say something, they're going to do it. And this man did it. He he called us up. He said, hey, let's go. I'm like, shit. All right. Packed my stuff up. Left the shop. The guys had it handled. I go to the airport. And we went to Lost Nation Airport. As we walk up, he's getting his helicopter. It's a turbine Bell Jet Ranger. Amazing, amazing piece of machinery. And... First time ever being in a helicopter. I've always wanted one. I've always wanted to fly in one. This was my first time ever being in one. And I was either going to hate it or love it. I thought you were going to hate it. You're the worst passenger on the planet. I, I got in that thing. And, and you know what? Was I scared? Yeah. But I just blanked it all out because this is something that I crossed off my bucket list. And Tom, if you're listening, thank you so much for taking me on your helicopter. You definitely did not have to do any of that. And I just appreciate you seeing and being inspired by the younger generation and taking us under your wing. That is just, it, it blew me away that he even offered that. And it takes such a good human being to, to, to do that for somebody. And I was, my, my cheeks hurt when we got to Debonet and landed and then we get out like everybody's taking pictures. There's a freaking helicopter that lands at Debonet and people are like walking out, taking pictures. And this is lunchtime. We go in. I meet Tony, another business owner that owns Debonet, get to sit with him and talk to him. Great, great guy. As we're walking through Debonet, through, he took me for a tour through the back. Um, there's people like because I had my shirt. I was in work clothes. They're like, oh, hey, you worked on my Subaru last week. Oh, hey. And Tom's looking at me like, what the heck? Like everybody knows that logo. Again, your branding, you keep your brand on all the time. People know who you are. If I didn't have my shirt on, walk through, people probably wouldn't know who I am. They know that logo. They know that Rhino logo. They know the Campbell PDR logo. That's why setting your brand and anytime somebody sees that brand, they know it's a good service and they have a good feeling when they see it. But Long story short, we survived. I got my helicopter ride. He's actually going to let me fly it soon. It, this just goes to show like a little win. I didn't know who was coming to my shop. I treated him just like every other customer, which is great, perfect. And what it leads to is is crazy things. Now I have my, my cousin is going there to have an interview, right? My cousin has a good job. But Tom has 470 employees and he needs more, which is awesome. And if that's an inspiration to me. So he asked me if I know anybody and um, 
my uh, my cousin has a great opportunity, and we're actually set. We set up a meeting for Monday, and he Tom said, "I want you to be there, Ryan, so that so that your cousin feels comfortable." And it just go look at all the good that comes from this. Like Anthony is probably going to have a job there and help Tom out, make Tom money. Tom's going to make Anthony more money, and just the opportunity growth of just networking with people is amazing. How, how did you get this building? By being cool, talking to the landlord, becoming friends with them, you know, and treating them good. Even more so than that. It's kind of somewhat of somewhat of a Tom story. I was, I obviously was going to lease that one over there, but mm-hmm. I couldn't get a hold. So I have two separate buildings in the same parking lot. I was trying to lease the one that we still rent out now. I couldn't get a hold of the landlord. So me and my dad are we had a test and it, cause we were, we were looking at a million different shops and I was just bringing my dad everywhere with me. There's like, you know, the ones in the very back unit of like an industrial parkway, like in Willoughby, we were looking at those. And our test was if I, or my dad was to pull up in a Lamborghini, would he feel comfortable leaving it there overnight and like the whole feel of the place? And like most of them had like pallets stacked up in the back and like random shit all over and just looked like a junkyard. And he's like, no, or like you mm. couldn't even find the door for it. We pulled into that driveway over there. It was right front and center. He's like, this is it. it. has landscaping in the front, a front door. Couldn't get a hold of the guy. You know, I was trying to call in and call in every day. Meanwhile, there's a gentleman working on this building, the one that I just bought. And he's like doing uh, all kinds of tuck pointing and painting and like tearing stuff apart. So we walk over there to him to see if he knows this landlord. We walk in the door and my dad and and this guy look at each other and he's like, no way. That's, that's Terry Chubb. Hmm. They, he sold him tools in the nineties wow. for his, for his construction business. So they, wow. they knew each other from 30 years ago. I haven't seen each other in forever. So then they start talking and I could have actually leased this one before that, okay. but it wasn't ready. Okay. It wasn't even close to being ready. So I, I finally got a hold of him. And then eventually we expanded enough that I went into this one and then the next one, but then just really nurtured that relationship with him, which wasn't hard because he's an awesome person. Mm-hmm. And we just became really, really good friends. Like I consider him a great role model, a great friend, a great mentor. He's gave me a lot of great business advice. And one thing turns to another when it was time to, you know, do the sale of the building. It was very fair. It was the easiest process you could ever imagine. And that's all through just little wins, treating him right, making sure that I was helping him take care of things that he needed to, you know, be taken care of over the course of being a tenant here. Like just having a good relationship with everyone and the little wins along the way, paying my rent on time, obviously, you know, like making sure I'm a good tenant, making sure that I'm, I'm treating that relationship correctly and I'm not abusing, you know, my, my power as a tenant being an asshole. Like just like this, just, you know, right, right to here. And it's cool to look back at your journey and see all the things that impacted how you got where you are. I would have never been in that one over there if that guy didn't answer his phone, which I ended up knowing him too, knew that landlord yeah. too. So it's, it's funny when you look back. And you at still rent over there and you own this building. I don't like plan you, on stopping rent anytime yeah, over there yeah. anytime soon. So and that's just like keeping, you know, keeping your word, keeping your honor. Little um, wins. Yeah. Little wins. You're just, not going to get the big win unless mm. you, you, get all the compounding little wins, wake up every day and just try to do and be the best you can for everybody that you, if you pass somebody in the morning, going to the gym, I'm always hold the door for somebody. Don't know who it is, but you might make their day. Say hi, 
Just be the best you can possibly be. Don't bring no shit attitude. Even employees coming into work. You never know who you're talking to. You never know who you're, and not even, not even the fact of like, just trying to like benefit yourself out of it. Just be a great person. Good things are going to come. It's not going to come the next day. Don't think you could go out there and say hi to somebody and like, you know, just be a good person. People love the energy of somebody that is doing things that is actually like we could all have ideas. But when somebody that's successful sees a younger person or even an older, when I see an older person take an initiative to do something and, and do something cool, and even if it fails, I don't even care. Like I have the respect for that person that is actually doing it like no other. And they see us doing it. That's why he gave you the opportunity to buy this building. Here's a cool story from the Forbes event. There, there was like a women panelist like talking about like women in business. And I think I told you about this lady. She started a credit card processing like yeah, service. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, she started it when she was like 23. She's 29 now. She just sold it like for over a billion dollars or something insane. Wow. At 29 years old, sold the whole company, stacked it up, built it, did everything right. She said, and this really resonated with me, there's no such thing as a, a million dollar idea. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. All that exists is a million dollar execution. Mm-hmm. Actually showing up and doing it. Everyone That's... talks about it. Everyone has the idea. No one executes. Yep. 100%. And and that execution. Just like you're saying, taking initiative, executing like People like yep. to see progress. They like to see things actually forming in front of them, taking place. They want to watch a cool journey. No one just wants to hear about the idea. Everyone talks. Everyone talks. Yeah. Everyone talks. People want to see things getting done. And when they do, they want to be a part of that. They and want to be a part of the journey. That million-dollar execution is probably a million little freaking tedious things that nobody wants to do no. to get there. No. Just like you said, a million little wins equal a big win. And you have to wake up, be the greatest you can be, and do those little wins every freaking day, whether it's wearing Yeezys or my Payless shoes that I wear every day. <laughs> so I guess if I wear Yeezys, these uh, my, these old feet won't hurt as bad. But yeah, just do it. Get it done. It's the little wins. And have that get, idea. Even if it's a shoot, bad idea. Be losses. I try it. It's just how do you bounce back from those? You let that be detrimental and just destroy no, you, you, you. You learn your mistake and you don't let it happen again. Let me. Or you learn at, how to fix that this problem way. Look at from it this your way. mistake. Look at the, the Chiefs last year. This is a bad analogy because you don't know football. Hey, I don't know nothing about I got all this football regalia around you me, can, but I don't know nothing about you can it. Learn, I'm going to learn you something. All right. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. The biggest win Chiefs, that they could. Chiefs is a baseball team, right? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I right, keep going. <laughs> they won the Super Bowl. The biggest win that you can possibly get in football. Yep. I know that. Yeah. Did they go undefeated? Did they? No, I don't know stats out of that shit, but I know what a... F- no, they didn't. They lost some games. Did they? Yeah. Okay. I figured they would. You have to look at your losses in business, how these professional players look at it in sports. They lost the game. Why did they lose the game? They re- they look at film. They figure out why they lost, what they sucked at, and they came to the next game better yeah. shooting to win. What they slacked on. And then, yeah. You're going to lose. You're going to lose oh, yeah. at least a couple times a day in, in some form, shape, or way. But if you look at that loss as, you know, oh, shit, I lost. Now I'm going to I'm gonna take the rest of the day off and, you know, pat my bruises. You know, yeah. imagine if the Chiefs did that. They wouldn't be in no Super Bowl. Yeah. You got to look at the sports teams. They lose, they look at it, they evaluate it, and they bounce back, and they're on back to the track to winning. It's all about getting that momentum going again. You have to look at your losses, just like a football team does. Yep, on to the next one. Here's what we sucked at. We're not going to suck that bad next time. 
done. Beautiful way. That's life. Right there is life. And you want to go home and like you said, lick your wounds and cry and relax and eat ice cream because you're playing pity for yourself. Nobody gives a shit. No. Just figure out, go home, sit there, write it all down, where you fucked up, where you can fix it. And this isn't just for football. This is for if you have a job. You know, if you got yelled at by your boss, go home and evaluate your day or your week or whatever you got. Put it on paper. Put it on paper. Figure out what you did wrong, what you could do better, how, you know, show up early the next day. Show your boss initiative. Show if, if I mess up, guess what? If I have a customer that I didn't get the card on that night, right? I, I'll, I've been there till midnight some nights getting the card on so that the next morning it's up, ready, top notch, ready to go. And I fix your fix my mistakes, fix your mistakes, figure out where you messed up, figure out how to solve it for the next time so it doesn't happen. Why is Easy. it losing ingrained in our culture? Everyone talks about you know, the big wins, kind of like yeah. how we are, but why doesn't anyone except that losing is a normal part of the process. I shouldn't say, you know, why isn't it ingrained in the culture? Because again, we don't want to be like focusing on the losses and in, in negative connotation. Yeah. But why is it not more normalized that losing is okay if you understand and grow from it? Equaling wins. No one talks about yeah. that. I think a loss, I think honestly, a loss that you've fixed the problem is a win. It's a freaking win. It's not a loss. No. It's it's a learning experience. Yeah. So that goes to show with the title of this podcast. What is the title of this podcast? Winner, winner, chicken dinner, right? You said it like six times in the beginning. I was just trying to how say winning how, is, you were. how winning is great. And we did two pretty badass wins. And my months have been great in sales. How, like we How's made... your year as a whole? Like I, I kind of expressed like my year of growth okay. and winning and like i think my relationship with bell's better like i have a better relationship with everyone in my family for the most like i look at my whole year as a win like what do you like, so back at starting at the beginning of the year for me i wasn't in any groups or any i was in a a, a, a pdr group right paintless dent repair group um but we weren't really pushing and stuff like that so i needed the mindset group right so i started off this year kind of slow to be honest with you I, our, our sales were down. My motivation was down and I ended up joining this group, which got me really fired up. And right now, I mean, we're, we're catching up ground for last year. Like we're, we're either going to be at or beat where we were in sales last year. I learned a lot. We're ready to expand and hire on employees. I actually, here's another one. I just hired a part-time guy starting off uh 23rd. He's going to work part-time and we're going to push him to be full-time once we get the restore FX rolling. So as a whole this year, um, I've really like just mentally got a lot stronger. I've learned so much. Um, I bought property that we're building an Airbnb, like all these little, these are all little wins until that building is built. Then that's going to be the big win. But the little win was you got to buy the property and have it clean it all out and that's where we're at now. So that little win from this year is going to compound to next year. And we're going to have a Airbnb right behind our cabin that we have right now. So every little thing and every little thought that I work on is equaling a big win. So would you say that you started off your year 
not winning as much as you anticipated or would like to, and you turn that shit around. I turned that shit around because I was losing, right? I was losing. And instead of crying and say the economy and blaming all this bullshit, it was my fault. And I figured it out and I came back swinging twice as hard and we're coming back. We're going to be way better. So those little, those little hiccups, those little speed bumps that we hit, I figured it out and we are executing to be perfect. And Amen. that's what we're going for. Amen, brother. I like that because you were, you were sad at the beginning of this year. Yeah. You were kind of down in the dumps for a minute. I kept it, I kept it quiet. No. And, and it was progressively taught like, what can I do to get out of my current position of being down? It wasn't like you were bitching and moaning. I was moaning trying to solve the problem every day, every second and figure out what was going wrong. Why the, and that's all I cared about is, is that I didn't give a shit about the money, like that we were down on money. I don't care about that. My thing was figuring out why and solving the problem. And we are still solving problems every day, but we are doing it. That's going to conclude this episode. Do it. Win. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Don't lick your wounds. Just solve them. <laughs> solve your wounds. See you Just next solve week. Solve your wounds.